Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 34. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Behold. I'm Christy Horsch. I am so grateful that you've decided to join me today. Thank you very much. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about change, the process of how we change. And everything changes. We know that. Despite our best efforts to keep them the same, things change. And we resist change so hard. And so this is what we're going to talk about today. Just kind of that process when we realize that it is time to change. How can we look at it differently so we can move forward? But before I get into the episode and... I just wanted to just let you know that I would really appreciate it if you could just take a moment to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast or to this YouTube channel because this is really helpful for me to know which content you're really liking and so that I can continue to shape this to meet your needs. It also helps me to get these tools into more hands. So besides rating and reviewing and subscribing, also please share it with a friend. Okay. So, as I said, talking about change, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and help us to feel your inspiration. Shine a light on the areas that you know that we need to change. Illuminate them brightly so that we can see with with your eyes of conviction what we need to do differently and help us to know how to do it differently. Help us to become the women that you have made us to be. Bless all the women in Behold and all those women who are here listening today and help everything that we do to bring glory to you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, so as we said, things are changing all of the time. The kids are growing. The world sure seems different than the one that we grew up in. And we feel like we just have no control. And when we don't think we have control, then we don't think we have any agency. And we fall into a victim mode. We let our circumstances control us. Or we resist change so hard. And we do that in an effort to exert our control over that circumstance. So the things I mentioned before, babies growing up, the world changing... Like I said, these are circumstances. They're neutral. We have no control over the circumstance. This is in God's hand. And when we are feeling out of control and being a victim of our circumstance, or when we're resisting our circumstance and trying to play God, we are out of our area of expertise. And we're going to come up against a lot of pain that way. You see, we don't control those circumstances, but we also aren't a victim of them. Circumstances are neutral. It's what we think about those circumstances that we actually are the victim to. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings create our actions. Our actions create our results. Therefore, if your result is that you're a victim to the change, it is directly related to the thought you've been having about that change. And I'm not telling you this to put you down or make you feel bad. I want to shine a light here so that you have the awareness and can take responsibility for how you want to show up in your own life. I want to remind you that your brain is always trying to keep you safe. 
It doesn't like the unknown. Change is all about the unknown. Anytime change is on the table, your brain is going to freak out. Our brains like to be on autopilot. They like to run subconsciously and smoothly. When we are changing, it is more work for the brain. New neural pathways have to be formed. And so because of that, we're awkward and we're slow. And we have to be very conscious of our every step. Our brain does not like that. It isn't comfortable. And our brain loves comfort. If you started this work back with me from episode one and have been implementing these steps along the way, you know that this is true. You've recognized areas you want to change and you felt that resistance. And if you haven't used these tools yet, that's okay. I would encourage you to go to the beginning and start using those tools today. And maybe this episode will help you to see why you haven't been able to use the tools if you have been following along. Maybe you haven't used this, started using the tools yet because to manage your mind is to make a big change and you're resisting the change. And as we've talked about in the past, when we aren't managing our minds, we have thoughts that we can examine in an unintentional model. Okay, the unintentional model just goes through and it shows us where we're currently at. So if you want to get curious about where you're at and where you wanna go, then I would start with a couple of questions. The first question is, I would ask myself, what isn't working in my life? And when you ask yourself that, what isn't working in my life? The answer you're gonna get is probably very vague. Okay, so I want you to take that answer and I want you to shrink it down and make it really specific. The more specific you can get it, the better. Okay, and then maybe you say, let's say I'm just gonna throw out an example for us to go through today. Maybe you say it isn't working that my three-year-old is still wearing diapers, is still not potty trained. I want that three-year-old potty trained. This is your circumstance, okay? It's neutral. Then you're gonna take a look at your action and you're gonna ask yourself the question, what am I currently doing about that thing that isn't working? And in this case, let's say that you find that you're not doing anything about it. You haven't started potty training. You haven't really even looked into anything. You just know that it isn't working your circumstance, the three-year-old isn't potty trained, and you know how are you acting around this? You just haven't really been doing anything, okay? So you know change needs to happen in this area, but you see that you're probably resisting it because you're not acting on it at all. So we can model this out. So when we work a model, we can write on any sheet of paper. You can just pull out a blank sheet of paper, or you can go back to our first episodes, there were worksheets that go along with those that help you to do the model. And you can just write C for circumstance, T for thought, F for feeling, A for action, and R for result. Just one underneath the next on your sheet of paper. And then you'll fill in that circumstance and the thought, the feeling, the action, and the result. So already what we've talked about, we already know that the circumstance is your three-year-old isn't potty trained. And we know the action is that we are not potty training. We might have something else in that action. We might have a buffer that we've been doing instead. Whenever we start to think about potty training, we just start buffering. Um, there may be, we might have been doing a lot of research for a long time. Sometimes research can be buffering because we're not moving into a more massive action place where we're taking a lot of action. Instead, we're just sitting in that research so that we don't have to take action. So I'd be curious about that as well. And then we can fill in the other blanks from there, okay? So 
the circumstance is not potty trained, let's say that the thought that you have when you see that she's not potty trained is you think thoughts like, she still isn't potty trained, I don't know what to do, because that I don't know what to do, that just shuts down the problem solving part of your brain. Or you might be having the thought, this is going to be really hard. Either way, I don't know what to do, or this is going to be really hard. Those thoughts are going to give you a feeling of hopelessness. And from a place of hopelessness, of course, you're not going to potty train, you might buffer. And then your result is that the three-year-old remains unpotty trained. So now we have an unintentional model. This is our unintentional model that we are running through. Um, and when we have processed our feelings around that, kind of looked at the whole picture, we can start to move into the intentional model. So now we can use the question, we can ask ourselves that question we started with, we asked ourselves first, you know, what's going wrong in my life? And then, or, you know, basically that, what do I want to change about my life in other words? And then we said, what am I doing about it? Like, what am I currently doing about it? Now we're going to take it just a little step further and we're going to ask ourselves, what could I be doing about it? What could I be doing about it? And this is a powerful question because you'll start to see your blocks. If you ask, what could I be doing about it? And your brain says nothing, there's nothing else you could do. Then you know that you probably have some kind of a belief block there. Your brain believes that there's nothing that you can do. And so when your brain says there's nothing I can do, it puts up this huge block, this big wall that blocks off the problem solving your part of your brain because you don't need the problem solving part of your brain because there's nothing you can do anyways. Okay. And so if you believe that, that there's nothing you can do anyway, then you have a blocking belief, a belief that blocks you from getting where you want to go. Okay. So instead you can do the thought work around this belief and adjust it because a belief like this, our thought beliefs are just a thought that you keep thinking over and over again. So if you start thinking, I'm a good problem solver and I can figure this out then you're going to access that problem solving part of your brain. It'll open up. You'll be able to do that. You'll be able to do the thinking that you need to do. And there's nothing I can do will turn into, yeah, I've got this. I've got this. Okay. Because, and you'll find your solution. That's the thing. You'll change your thought. You'll find your solution. In our example, the baby will get potty trained. The three-year-old will get potty trained. But if you decide, I don't want to change, I don't want to change that thought, then you're going to keep thinking there's nothing I can do and you'll be right and your result will not change. And that's exactly the opposite of what you really wanted to happen. So let's go back to our example. Our circumstance, the three-year-old isn't potty trained. Instead, we start thinking, oh, I'm a good problem solver. I've got this. From that place, we're going to feel hopeful or confident or maybe even motivated then we're going to do the right amount of research. We're going to make a plan and we're going to implement that plan. And our result is going to be that the three-year-old gets potty trained. And that really doesn't sound so bad. So why do we resist it so hard? And it's because of the change gap. Okay. We have this unintentional model and then we have our intentional model. The one we want to flip into, the one that we just slip into, the one that we just talked about as I'm a good problem solver and this is, you know, I can do this. That's our intentional model, but there's a space between them. Okay. There's this space between the thought we are currently having and the thought we want to have. And sometimes we'll fill in that space with a bridge thought. You've heard me talk about ladder thoughts or bridge thoughts, that stepping stone for you 
to get from the thought that you're having to the thought that you want. But even then, there's still going to be that little space between the two models. Okay. And that space is uncomfortable because we have to be really intentional in that space. We can't be unconscious. And remember, our brains love to be unconscious. We have to be really intentional and we have to practice the new thought. And to practice something new, we're going to stumble. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall and we're going to have to get back up again. And just like when a baby starts to go from crawling to walking, they fall and they fall again and they have to try and try and try again. That's the same thing we have to do every time we change our thought. Try and try again because our in our unintentional model, those thoughts, those beliefs, those neural pathways are well grooved into our brain. And we want every time we catch our brain going back to that, bring awareness to it, shine that light on it. We want to stop our brain in, the, in its tracks and try to move to that intentional model, that intentional thought. Okay, so when our brain starts to say, I don't know what to do about potty training, this is too hard. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's just not even true. Telling, having our, you know, stopping ourselves in the head, in our heads. That's not even true. I'm a good problem solver and I've got this. And sometimes, remember, we're not saying affirmations. These are things that we believe. Okay. And maybe if we're not quite a hundred percent there, like we said, we can do a bridge thought or a ladder thought, or we can even say, I'm pretty close to being there. I'm going to start saying the thought and see how it feels. It might feel better than you expected. Okay. So many of us are very uncomfortable with trying again. Once we have a, you know, a slip up or something's hard, we don't want to try again. We want things to work the first time and we don't want to practice and we don't want to perfect what we're doing, but waking up our brain and becoming intentional, managing your mind that requires practice and it can be a really cumbersome process. And this is why we choose not to change. Even though we know this, this intentional model is so much better for our life. We stay in that unintentional model because we aren't willing to cross over that gap. That gap, that's where the change happens. That's where we go from being this person to being the person we've always wanted to be. We just have to take the leap of being intentional and trying again until we get over there. So this week, I want you to ask yourself, what is not going well in my life? And I want you to choose one specific thing and then ask yourself, what are you doing about it? And that will start your unintentional model. And then I want you to follow up after you've done the unintentional model, kind of looked at that, prayed with it, processed it, follow up with what could I do about it? And to get you started on that intentional model right away, you'll say, what could I do about it? And you'll list all the things you could do in your action line and then fill in the gaps, fill in your thoughts and your feelings and your result that you'd like to have instead. And so once you've had them modeled, both of them modeled out, notice the gap between. And choose not to let that gap control you. Choose not to let the fact that you're having to change things throw you for a loop. Because yes, your brain is going to tell you that change is scary. But on the other side of that gap, your dreams are waiting. So instead, embrace the process and move over the gap. And start showing up as that woman in that intentional model. Start showing up the way she would. Start practicing being her. Think her thoughts. Feel her feelings. 
act how she would act. And after practicing enough, you'll find that you become her. And after a while, where before you were un, kind of unconscious in this unintentional model, and you've been really conscious and working at it and practicing and going all through this, you're going to find eventually as you become this woman that it's less and less difficult to be her. You don't have to be quite as intentional as you once did because those pathways become the deeper pathways. Those neural pathways are the go-to pathways. Okay. When we open ourselves up to change, when we allow ourselves to experience the discomfort of that gap in between the unintentional and intentional, we come that much closer to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me today. God bless. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you would share it with a friend. I also hope that you will rate and review and subscribe because all of these things help me to shape the future content of this show, as well as to get these tools out to more women. I hope that you have a wonderful week. God bless.